0: Hi, boys and girls, and everybody, Um, everybody in between on the spectrum of life. This is Lissa Mandel. This is
1: Philip Gazelle.
0: And uh, this is The Bitch Seat. It's late in August. Everybody's hot as balls and dripping with sweat and hopefully running through sprinklers if you have access. Do it on my behalf. A tiny bit of business at the top right before we get started. Um, As some of you may know, The Bitch Seat is a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network. And uh, it's an awesome network. It's got a lot of awesome shows on it. And a great way to support The Bitch Seat and our sister shows is uh, to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. Uh, it's all the same stuff at the same price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. And if you want to keep this show going, and keep all the shows on this amazing network going, uh, go for it.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of cool because this is the first time that we are um, doing that sort of Really try plugging the Atlantic Transmission network up front, and also in this episode we have a fellow Atlantic Transmission member.
0: It's true, and we will we will get to her in a moment. She is a delight, um, and uh,
1: very patient.
0: Very patient. Very patient. <laughs> very sweet and patient. Um, and bef- but before we do that, I'm going to kick off with a journal entry. It is from January seventh, nineteen ninety five. It is from Satin Two, the sequel to Satin, of course.
1: Starring Christy Swanson. <laughs>
0: uh, and this was a Sunday. Dear Satin 2, Tonight is the night. Tonight, magic has taken me into its mystifying, precious hands. I have received a symbol. Someone up there in the celestial heavens has finally come to relieve me of my depression and carry me into the light of life. I took my lavender off my rocking chair, lavender being the name of a uh, lavender-scented eye-pillow bean bag. That was in the shape of like a, I don't know what it is, a wallaby maybe? Oh. The Peter Cetera song, Wanna Take Forever, was rolling through my mind. I went over and switched on my radio, a commercial on Weeby 108, so I moved the dial a little to the left and heard none other than the very song. I sat slowly on the bed, rested lavender on my eyes, and let magic carry me into deepest of thought. It smoothly turned my mind over and over, massaging my innermost thoughts and sifting through my dreams. I thought about what Cousin Michael had told me once. If the radio can catch the waves, why can't you? But for some reason, I felt it was something different, something greater. More than a coincidence. I was a bit hypnotized by it all. I know it was a sign. Something's coming. May it be good or bad, I'm now prepared for it. I hope it's something good. Tonight is also the biggest storm of the year. Two feet of snow are expected by tomorrow. School was canceled for tomorrow in the middle of today, a three-day weekend. Now I'll have time to ponder over my run-in with an unexpected, invisible destiny. Maybe I'm in love. I can't stop thinking about Cashin. I dream about him night and day, make wishes on every eyelash. It's always my 11-11 wish. Maybe that's what the symbol means. My eyes are peeled. Love, LMM. Well, there's a one-track mind for you.
1: Well, I mean, at least you you had a passion for something. I mean... It might have been boys, but it was something.
0: But God forbid I... Fucking cash. ...zoomed out a little bit. Don't be jealous. Son of a gun. Don't be jealous.
1: About, did he look like one of those Stranger Things kids? Which one? Which one of the four? No,
0: he didn't. He didn't look like any of them. He was... He... First of all, I feel like he wore football jerseys pretty frequently. Oh,
1: never mind then. He was a mouth breather.
0: N- no, but he wasn't because he was real quiet. That's what I thought. That's why... That's why he defied all logic, because he played football, but he was really, like, quiet and very smart. He definitely got lots of good grades, and I was like, I know he's lying. And I was determined to crack him open and be like, I know that he's a real person underneath. He's not a mouth breather." like It's a like all those she's others. all that.
1: It's a, yes. it's a, <laughs> he's all that and more. Uh, that's, that's great.
0: Exactly. So, um. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I never, I never uh, found out what was, what was in there all along. But I mean, someone who's that quiet has to be having some kind of intense thoughts. It's
1: entirely possible he was like, had a different life on the internet.
0: I think it would be really weird for him if he realized how often he was spoken about on this. I show. think he needs <laughs> to be a guest. He
1: needs to be a guest on the show. I
0: never said more than two words for him in real life. I
1: know that. So you need to at least say an hour's worth of things to him, and let me watch. That
0: would be so. I think he still lives in Guildford.
1: Well, then bring him over. I mean, or we go over there. I don't know. Let's find him.
0: It might make him feel really weird.
1: It would make him feel weird, but it would make (laughs) make this... It would be ratings. It would be ratings. Oh,
0: okay. Lenore
1: Koppelman and Josh Krebs would...
0: Lenore's going to freak out that you just shouted her out. Yeah!
1: (laughs) Makeup extraordinaire, Lenore Koppelman.
0: Um, Thecheekychipmunk.com.
1: Yes, thecheekychipmunk.com. She made us... For our last uh, live show, which was... A blast. Thank you for coming, everybody. We She made us up into, uh, she put some makeup on us.
0: Yeah, it's, it's summer-themed, and so uh, she painted a gorgeous, like, multi-tiered ice cream cone on my face, and she turned yeah. Phil into a dog.
1: Yep, it was great. It was great. It was great. I uh, had a lot of fun with that. We we have, I mean, you kind of look like a Lisa Frank binder. That
0: was the idea. Yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, I wish I could look like a Lisa Frank binder every day.
1: I know. I mean, you are on the inside.
0: Oh, Thanks. Hi. Um, shall we, shall we bring in our guests? Yes. So, um, our guest today is a a delightful, lovely creature. And, um, actually she, uh, does the podcast bloody date night, which is also on the Atlantic transmission with our dear friend, Josh Krebs. And, um, she is involved in, um, uh, which is a podcast that shouts out all kinds of cool culture things, arts and culture things that happen throughout the city. So in a moment we will hear Liz Richards. Across a field, we see Liz. She's wearing a floppy Brind cap. It's overcast, her hair is kind of blowing in the breeze, along with the, the, the grasses. Some moths fly by, it's the sunset, and she's looking out into the distance for someone or something. But we don't know what it is. Hi, Liz. How are you? I'm good. I love that song. Oh, good. That I'm so glad I chose song. it.
1: You're the intros that you're that you've been doing. I really hope that that stays as a feature. <laughs> oh, it's gonna stay. It's gonna <laughs> for stay for everything. Yeah, I maybe
0: want to do like a long walk to the table. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, did you? Because uh, that song, uh, I, I didn't really identify it with it too much because I was not a cowboy at all. I was I was a Yankee 100. percent But you grew up in Texas. I yeah? did.
2: Yeah. It's, well, a couple of different places, but San, I was born in San Antonio, Texas. I moved when I was ten to Rogers, Arkansas. Ooh, where is that even? It is in the middle of the Ozarks. What? Uh, yeah, I That's lived cool. I lived That's there, and then we moved to Bentonville, Arkansas, like a year later. They're very close to each other as two towns. And then we moved from Bentonville
0: to Houston. And uh, did you always did you always identify yourself as a as a Southern girl, or how did you self-identify? Oh, yeah, definitely Southern. Like When I was a kid, I'll start with my um, – this
2: is the cliche where my uh, great-grandmother and grandfather had a ranch. We Amazing. We still have one in the family, and so we would like, go out to the ranch for everything. I have a huge family, a very big extended family with a lot of cousins, and we would always like meet up at the ranch and go running around and hunting swimming and shooting and driving. All Whoa, that how
0: old were you when you first went shooting? Uh, like eight. Whoa. And how, oh my gosh. Yeah, I know it's controversial, but like we- I know, but I want to, like, I don't know. I mean, I've shot a gun once in my life. It was at a shooting range during a bachelorette party. And (laughs) I don't feel- Like a handgun? It was a handgun. Because
2: handguns scare me. I've never shot a handgun.
0: I was scared. Well, I wanted to pick up, I wanted to use, if I was going to have to shoot a gun, I wanted to use the smallest one I possibly could Mm -hmm. because anything else scared the shit out of me. So- um, did you ever shoot like a big, like a shotgun?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much all that I shot. Nice. <laughs> For, like
0: rifles. And and did you feel scared by it or was it empowering?
2: Um, I guess I was never scared about it because it was always, I don't want to say it was always around, but like when I was a kid, my, my dad and my cousins would get up early and they'd go out and hunt deer or quail or hogs or whatever. And mm-hmm. so like I was always around it. And so we all learned gun safety really really young mm-hmm. um so it was just kind of normal so my dad's like well do you want to go hunt quail and I was like eight I was like yeah let's go do that I put on my little coveralls and like went out with the dog and like that's what we did
0: and did you I can picture you by the way uh for I have some I have some pictures I'm gonna have, have to, to show yeah you. so listeners do have to, to take a look on uh on our Facebook page uh or on the website for these pictures because Liz has this darling adorable little cutie doll face and I cannot imagine her shooting anything um but did you ever like did you ever um shoot something and then and then eat it?
2: Yeah, the the rule in my family and this is how I mean I feel about hunting in general is like if you shot something, you had to skin it, break it down and like do everything yourself. Wow. Yeah, so when I shot a deer when I was 13, 14, mm-hmm. like I had to skin it and gut it in the field and then like that's one way up
1: of – you're honoring it.
2: Yeah. But it was like – but once you do one of them, it takes forever. So you're not one of those people that's going to go out and, like, shoot five, you know? You do Treat. one, and then you chop it up, and you cook it. And...
0: Well, I'm I'm super impressed because <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's that's how you that's how you earn your right. If you have to have a gun. Yeah. I mean, that's, like, the real old-fashioned way to use yeah, it. You've got
1: to gut it and do all that stuff. Yeah, but
2: I definitely – I mean, I think all of that needs to be, like – protected and regulated to the teeth and
0: yeah you know, for sure all of that stuff I, yeah i can't imagine i can't it's... imagine having grown up in texas did you uh when, like when you were a kid did you witness um and i don't want to turn this into a whole gun episode that wasn't the idea no well this is <laughs> but, where it's going so but we should... it's like a totally alien land to me yeah. did did any of your peers ever have like like crazy stories about guns or like run-ins with like hunting or anything like that
2: no, I mean, I don't even know, as I got older at least, if I even had that many people I knew who weren't family, who like went out and hunted. When I was in, when we lived in San Antonio, that's because you're closer to a lot of like the ranches and mm-hmm. that stuff, there's more people out there, but certainly not when I got to Houston, I don't know how many people who were who So were then
0: hunting. once you got to Houston, which is like a city, a city city. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you feel, how old were you when that happened? I moved to Houston when I was 14. So that's like right in the heart of all the hormonal bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So how was that for you, being the new kid in a in the city like that?
2: I was fine. You know, we'd gone to Houston. My um my aunt and uncle and a couple of my cousins all lived there, so we'd gone to Houston a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I mean,
0: they're all pretty close to each other. But then going to school, I mean, yeah, changing will- schools at that age, I think, is pretty rough.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, it was
0: before high school. I feel like freshman year of high
2: school is probably rough for everybody, right? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yes, it's pretty yes. rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I went to a, a very small uh, Catholic girls' school for high school. So oh, man. most people were like transitioning into that anyway. So, mm-hmm. oh.
1: so was there ever any contact with boys, or was there ever a mixer? Yeah, we whatever? had like a
2: brothers' school. There were there are two uh, big Catholic schools in Houston. There's Duchenne, which is where I went, and then. Uh, St. Agnes and St. Agnes, they lucked out because they, their, uh, courtyard, I guess, backed up onto the boys' school courtyard, one of them. So, like, Ooh. so they, like, those were the girls, like, the St. Agnes girls, they were easy. That was, like, always the thing. And all <laughs> uh, they were, like, oh, the boys are, like, right there. I can't believe they would. um, but our, our brother school was, like, on the other side of the highway, so we, like, didn't really, they tried to, like, get mixers together,
0: I guess, But it was, was a little see bit more like, dances difficult. and stuff, yeah. yeah. And did you ever have, did you have uh, any boyfriends oh, when yeah. you were in high school? Yeah. Yeah. I
2: started dating when I was, like, I had my first boyfriend in sixth grade. What? Yeah. What was his name? Uh, Eric. Oh, Eric. Eric. He was a Mormon. There's nice. a lot of Mormons he, in Arkansas. Was he allowed to date? I mean, we held hands. That was probably the extent of it. Right. Uh, so, I guess. I I remember really distinctly when I went to the new junior high in Rogers, Arkansas, and this girl in my art class sat across from me, and she was like, "You're only going to make friends if you have a boyfriend, so you should find a boyfriend." I was like, "Oh shit!" Okay. It's like, okay, I'm going to find a boyfriend.
0: And then that did it work? Did then, you make? And friends? And then I met
2: Eric, and I was like, "Do you have a girlfriend?" And he was like, "No." I was like,
1: "Alright, it's on. on. It's Game <laughs> on." <laughs> that's a very Sadie Hawkins. Today, I know right? that's so. Like, that's very I, assertive, which very I'm surprised pushy.
0: because, like, you're a uh, you're such a you're such a sweet, unassuming person. Were you, um. Did you do that a lot where you're like, I want this, I'm going to go after it, the end?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think that's always kind of been my my nature a little bit of like, well, this is, I want this to happen and no one else is going to do it for me, so we're just going to – it's just going to happen.
0: That's great. Yeah. Is that how it is with the arts? With pursuing yeah. the arts?
2: Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I moved from – houston to go i went to my first semester of college in london so i got like way the hell away from you went everybody. to london good for yeah, you yeah yeah i You're spent right my first semester of college just spent in in london skidmore had this really weird program where they it was like experimental when i did it i think now it's a full-fledged thing but they weren't telling anyone so i got an acceptance letter it was like and by the way we're sending you to london for your first semester of college <laughs> what it's an experiment i was like Whoa. uh
0: okay cool, cool. Wait, but you you hadn't applied to go to London. They were just no, like we're sending was, you that we're we're going to banish you to Siberia, aka yeah. London. Yeah. They were like, We're trying out this new
2: thing. We wanna see how That's it works awesome. to send freshmen to study abroad. So and how they, did it work? It was fine. It was I mean, it was pretty low stress. We only had classes four days a week and it was like pretty easy. It's a great life to do. Yeah, so I went so I got like really far away and then came back to New York State. And been up here in this area ever since. Congrats!
0: Yeah, yeah. congrats. Well, I want to talk a little bit about your um, your incredible artifact.
1: <laughs> Nothing. I rubbed my nose on the mic. I didn't mean to. Oh, misgauge the distance. I'm
0: sure these mics have all kinds of happy um germs. On sure, them. <laughs> it's
1: not. It's no college mic. You know, like.
0: Ugh. Well, let's not think about those.
1: No, I used to. That's uh, who cares. <laughs> okay, let's, let's <laughs> please. Let's keep.
0: Okay, so so you brought uh. Sounds like... Uh, Producer
1: Kent is fighting with a garbage uh, bag. Oh, wait, never mind. Producer Kent wants to be not seen or noticed. Mm. He, he gave me the finger to the mouth. <laughs> I'm doing it at the microphone, hoping that you listeners will be able to see that.
0: <laughs> it's not going to happen. Okay. This is so, a great artifact. So, Liz, you have a quilt that is made out of T-shirts. Yes. And uh, which I think is the best idea ever. So um, tell me about the quilt... Who m- and who made it for you, and then we can talk about some of these T-shirts and why they were the saved ones. Yeah. So I kind of have the opposite. I know you have, like, everything in your possession. Yes.
2: We've just moved so much that a lot of my stuff has been lost. But for some reason, the T-shirts, I guess because they're clothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we held on to so many of them, my sister and I both. Um, so a couple of years ago for Christmas, my mom took a whole bunch of the T-shirts and sent them, to somebody who made them into two t-shirt quilts. So I have this one that I brought because it has sort of the the junior high and high school stuff, and then the other one which has more college and you know community theater
0: shirts mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Which I have many of those. Do you have any of those, Phil?
1: No, I, I knew that I was not going to wear them. So I just <sighs> didn't take I I regret this decision, by no, the
0: way. No, don't. It's actually better that way because I anytime there was a... Anytime there was a um, t-shirt or sweatshirt uh, possibility in theater, um, I went for it because I'm, you know, sentimental as fuck. But it didn't serve me because I still to this day have t-shirts from high school theater. Um, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit distracted. (laughs) Yes. Uh, T-shirts from high school theater... Actually, my mother was wearing my Our Town T-shirt the other day. I, she woke <laughs> up in the morning; she had worn it to bed. I have one from a chorus line. I have several Shakespeare ones, but you know what? Every time I see them, I'm like, oh, I wish I could get rid of those, but I can't because nope. they have sentimental meaning. So you should feel lucky, Phil, that you did not participate in any of them. So now you don't have to question whether or not to get rid of them. No,
1: I participated. I kept like the programs and there's pictures, but I didn't. There's no point in me wearing a T-shirt. So I mean that I already have t shirts that I like and I don't need to be reminded and be like, hey, remember that time I did this thing? Isn't it great? I'm wearing it. So I, I feel like I'm wearing no, it I'm saying
0: I'm saying like I wish I hadn't gone for it. But anyway, <laughs> the point is I'm
1: sorry, I'm also just very distracted by <laughs> oh.
0: producer
1: Kent being very secretive. You can't see what he's doing, but he's actually loading surveillance uh drones everywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so I actually, um, I want to talk about some of the specific t-shirts on your, yes. uh, quilt here because, um, you said that you have multiple quilts like I have two this. Yeah, I have two of them. So did you choose the order here and which ones? No.
1: Were you, no, your
2: mom did everything. Yeah. I didn't even pick the shirts that went on it. I just had that they like a pile and that's what it was. This is amazing. So
0: yeah. why don't you describe to the listeners a couple of these uh, right. shirts? So,
2: well, the, I guess the over overarching theme is when I was in high school, Every event had to be commemorated with a T-shirt. Everything. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Same. Like
2: every party, every everything had a T-shirt. So a lot of these are proms, junior semi-formals, um, fishin'ish,
0: Ish, which was the freshman initiation party. In high school? You, yeah. You yeah. had one of those? Uh-huh. That sounds dangerous. We had yeah. that kind of stuff in college, you know, once people were almost of drinking age. What? How did freshmen get initiated well, in high a, school?
2: It was actually a thing... That the school did, and the seniors planned it, and then they kidnapped the freshmen for the day, and so they were just like...
1: How many that's, freshmen? Yeah. That's a lot. It seems like a lot 50. of work. Oh, okay. that's, no, that's no, sounds like so much my was 50. fun. It
2: was, it was great. It was so fun. What like, did they do, do to you? you? Did you go to IHOP? We would, like... Yeah, they'd like take us out to lunch. You had, like, a... You had a big sister, you oh, know, who decorated great. your locker and brought you... Snacks, oh, and then I'm
0: so the freshmen
2: wash the senior cars. They would bring them out to the track. Oh, I don't would, know like, about
0: that. <laughs> we had like put them fr- to work.
1: <laughs> we had oh, freshman yeah. beatdown day. <laughs> oh, is that a real thing? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like dazed and confused, basically. Wait, so yeah. was that?
0: That wasn't sanctioned by the school?
1: I no, no, <laughs> no, not at all. In fact, at the end of the day, there would always be like a, some sort of announcement that that was a joke and that was not going to happen. That that is not a sanctioned. Day. So, mm. what
0: did people actually get physically beaten up, or were there other kind of hazing rituals? It was like it
1: was just slight, you know, just like bumping up against the locker, or or stealing something, or just like it was minor mischief. You
0: stealing something? Yeah. Or no, them I never. Something I never you. did that to. No, freshmen. I don't mean you. I yeah. mean, like, did the seniors make the freshmen steal things on their behalf?
1: No, no, no. It was it was all visited upon the freshmen by seniors.
0: Gosh, did yeah. you guys? Okay, in your high school, it was mostly high school. I don't think it happened in middle school. Did you have it where the upperclassmen would kind of line the halls at the beginning of the day, and when you were going to your locker, you had to walk through, like, basically through a gauntlet of upperclassmen on either side kind of staring you down?
1: No. No. Because
0: that happened at my school, and- very threatening. Yes, that it, sounds... it was extremely threatening, and especially when they were standing anywhere near your locker, and you had to like wait for them to move or ask them to like get out of the way. Yeah. But they weren't doing anything. They that's were just some eighties teen out. horror. Yeah, that shit. is. Yeah, like, that's.
1: I bet you they were all inhabited by an alien parasite that was causing them to.
0: Oh, in Guilford, Connecticut, a hundred percent. I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> there were at least some lizard people there. But um, they they would sometimes they would be standing, but more often than not they would be sitting along the halls with their legs out, and you had to like. Step over their legs. I mean,
2: we had that in my high school, but not, I don't think it was ever like intentional, malicious. It was just like where you could
0: sit. (laughs) Yeah, but you, I mean, and that's kind of with us too, it was that too, but nobody made any effort to move out of the way for you, first of all. And second of all, it was mostly boys, whereas Mm -hmm. your high school was all All girls, girls, which probably, I don't know. Did you, was that empowering for you to go to an all girls high school? You know, it was nice.
2: I actually, I liked it. It was, you know, it was very small, it was very conservative. I think there was more um clash maybe between the students and the teachers than like within the student. Oh, body. how so? so well, because it was a very conservative Catholic school, and so you and know, you were coming of age and you were, yeah, and we have a lot of questions. Like, we didn't have a sex ed class, not we not did at any, all, no,
0: not even an abstinence only program. We had like
2: we had like one, and I, <laughs> I'll never forget, we got a, a photocopy. Um, I had a drawing of a vagina a drawing <laughs> of a butt and a drawing of a penis and she went look at how big that penis is, and look at how small that is <gasps> no
1: oh, she's like that doesn't go in there what? yeah
0: <laughs> that's the only thing i remember from our class
1: that's some orphan town shit right yeah there. oh man yeah that's
0: <laughs> that's <what> I... <laughs> sorry uh by the way listeners um Phil's dad is a sex ed teacher. A really, a yes. really popular sex He's ed bu- teacher oh, wow. because in Clifton, he, New Jersey. He shows
1: them episodes of House that have to do with STDs, and he shows them the Seinfeld episode with the bet uh, because he <laughs> he doesn't teach like abstinence. It's not abstinence only. It's more like we live in a very dangerous time for unprotected sex, and you know, like as a result, I don't think he single handedly did it, but there's a any lot time of,
0: is a dangerous time. Any,
1: well, yes, but yeah. priests. Pre AIDS, I feel like was the optimal time for
0: for unprotected, unprotected sex. Yes, like optimal
1: true. time, like no, it wouldn't kill you, uh, that you know of. Yeah, but um, you could still
0: get syphilis.
1: Yeah, sure, sure, but it's treatable now, right? I don't know. I I've yeah. it with last year. I mean, what? Al Capone died in in jail because of syphilis, right? That was I, I don't know. I, didn't I don't know. know. K- Producer Kent, he's nodding, so I'm yes. correct. <laughs> uh, I'm really interested in this artifact, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so, so I, yes. I know the one you're going to ask about. Yes. Um, because it's in the middle. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Well, this
0: was the one, this is this was the lead-in that you had told me about before the show. So yeah. uh, if you want to describe it. Sure. So it is a blue and white shirt with a soldier on horseback. And it says, Civil
2: War in the Ozarks, Aegis 1998. What's Aegis? Aegis was a program they had in Arkansas that I think, I was trying to look it up, uh, once I knew I was coming on here. And I think it ended in 99. So this was like the tail end. It was a program for uh, public school students in Arkansas. If you got recommended by your teacher to go to these sort of educational summer camps.
1: Nice. Uh, Now, yes, okay. Was was that a rat race? Was that like everybody, please recommend me for the summer camp?
2: I don't remember that many other kids. I didn't know any kid from my junior high who went. Wait, but I got to hear... So what? I ended up at
1: Civil War camp.
2: I went to Civil War reenactment
1: <laughs> camp, guys. <laughs> <laughs> did they have like a medical tent too and yeah. stuff? Oh yeah, we had everything.
0: <laughs> wait, great. wait, wait, wait. So to did- so what extent was it like reenactment? Like, did you have to dress in period every day?
2: No, I do remember having jackets for the battle, which was at the end of the summer. Wait, a <laughs>
1: wait
0: can you grab this and just hold that? Uh, hold it up in front of uh, yourself so yeah. we can get a picture of you, just as if you were wearing the, that that particular, that particular T-shirt. Yes, that's. Yeah. Yes.
1: Outstanding. Perfect. So. Um, <laughs> so, w- were you uh, were you given a uh, a position in the front line or? Were I you was a ca- corporal. Nice. I
0: don't know. I don't know what that means in terms of rank. I just meant that I
2: I ran my bunk of 10, 11 uh, year old girls.
0: <laughs> now, hold- um, yeah. Okay, we're gonna hold up this whole thing so that we can get. Yeah. We well, right need now. to
1: explain so. the day to day. Of this Civil War camp because I'm very very interested. Yes. Okay. So like,
0: did you wake up at 5 a.m. with reveille playing or something like that? <laughs> yeah. No, they had
2: they had everything. They had a little trumpeter. Um, That's great. So
0: each program was uh, was
2: sponsored by like an educational faction within Arkansas. All the camps were all over the state. Um, so I don't even remember how many kids there were, but they were all like 10, 11, 12 years old. Um, Start them young. Yeah. Yeah. And we went to, I think it was like Denton, Arkansas, something like that. It's a town I don't even know. Maybe it doesn't exist anymore. Um, and we were just like out in a field in our little tents and playing Civil War, That's basically. Great. And then at the end, they brought in real live adult Civil War reenactors, like in the full uniform. And we had a battle. Uh, north Against versus them? South. No, no, no. North versus South. But they like carried out our orders. And oh my we, god. Like, strategized.
0: Oh my god. Wait. Oh. Uh. I so many questions. <laughs> I know. You, you,
1: you, go, you first.
0: Um. Okay. So first of all, um, it being in Arkansas, uh, I assume that the people who ran this camp were for the Confederacy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, when you had to have a battle right. at the end, when it was the North versus South. One, do you remember which side you were on? I was, I was on the south. Did you remember that? And two, did they rig it so that the south won? No, we actually uh, lost. I led us to a loss. (laughs) Um,
1: You had congratulations.
0: History repeated itself. Yes, that's
1: Um, like such a quantum leap episode, right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We had to. uh, I just
2: the battle was there was some bridge, some famous bridge and we had to take the bridge to win. <laughs> and um, I, I'll never forget, it was, it was entirely my fault. I gave the command to fire the cannons at uh, the, the approaching troops, and I blew up the bridge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait, is that, is that historically accurate? No, I, just- wait, so
0: you blew up the bridge with your own... Yes, people. Yeah, and they, they
1: decided that
0: uh, blowing up the
2: bridge did not qualify as taking the bridge, and that's where we lost.
1: Oh, man. Well, you preserved history. Yes, you didn't change yes. it. Did you? Were you uh, told to utter the South will rise again at the end or something like that? Or? No,
2: no. Yeah, I, just,
1: I just imagine. Well, I just picture like... I don't know the, why that's the point where I'm like, oh, God, yeah, I know. No, no, I just, just picture gray soldiers on the other side being like, the South will rise again, and you're like, you've never seen the last of me. <laughs> but...
0: Uh, Okay. So kids were of an age like 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Um had you been learning in school about the Civil War at that time? Had you been learning about slavery? Was there I mean like okay, so I just have questions because it's like yeah. you grew up in this completely like on the inside of the other side. Yeah, you know. Right. So did you feel that that um that overarching kind of flavor of resentment of the North. Did you feel people? Did you grow up with other people who had hoped that the Confederacy would win? You know, the Arkansas Arkansas school system in general
2: bizarre. Yes, I would very imagine very lax, very lax. Um, and I went to public school, and when I was there, and it like even as an eleven year old, I was like, I don't, I think, yeah, I think the Civil War was not just about, or they would tell us it was not. Just about slavery. Slavery was like a small part. It was state's rights, you know. That's usually the defense oh. that they give. It's about state's rights and
0: state autonomy
2: and whatever. And I remember being like, mm, that sounds
0: suspicious. That's so interesting. And so at the camp, yeah. you went to this camp where there are a lot of kids at the camp who had actually were Civil War buffs and had wanted to oh, go. Oh, yeah, yeah. There were some that. kids that were like really seriously into it. Um, I think kind of
2: ran the, ran the gamut from like big history nerd. Kids to like kids who were maybe very smart, but came from families that couldn't afford to do that sort of education. Mm-hmm. So they would they would go out there, and because you know you had to be recommended for it, you had to choose your program in advance, you had to do all
0: this stuff to prove that you needed to be there for one reason or another. And once you were there, did did it make sense to you why you needed all of those um, prerequisites and stuff? Like, was it was it a trying experience? Was it a difficult camp? Was it challenging? I don't remember it being difficult.
2: Um, I mean, you were sleeping out in a tent and eating over a
0: campfire. And- oh yeah, did you did you uh, did you eat like um, cans of sardines or tuna or whatever that? You- yeah, it was
2: like tin food and beans and like grill and stuff over. Did the you fire. have to
1: uh, Did you have to hold down one of your one of your uh, bunk mates while their leg was sawed off? <laughs> God, I wish.
2: I know that I know that there was like medical. Medical reenactment stuff, and I did not it's do terrible! that. I did not oh go. God. I I was horrified. But I remember like learning about I need the medical, yeah. like Civil War medicine, and was biting that? down on the stick. And but, wow, um, I stayed out of it because that stuff really scares now, me. Now, this was a
1: legit battlefield, a former battlefield at all, or
0: no? I think it was just one of those giant fields that they probably used for reenactments all the time. Oh, okay. But who knows? At that point, I mean, I feel like you're in the you're in the Ozarks. Yeah, that's where stuff was happening. Yeah, so. And there were definitely Civil War battlefields in the area, but sure. I don't think where we were sure. was. Yeah, probably a bunch of Indian burial grounds too.
1: Rob, I bet you if you put a tape recorder on the ground, you can hear the battle. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to do that at Gettysburg. So take a tape recorder and just place it there for like overnight, and then collect it later. That's um, nice. so. I mean, but it's so funny because it, it just strikes me as the school system was so antiquated. And still harboring resentment over losing a war that happened, what was it like, one hundred twenty years? Yeah, past, after mm-hmm. the fact, that they want to indoctrinate their kids into knowing that the South had say, states' rights, not <laughs> slaves, <laughs> not slaves. It's, it. Blows my mind. And I, it's actually good that you were able to uh, get forced to go over to London. I mean, did you have thoughts that this was you were in a strange land? What you mean, being in the South? Yes.
2: Oh, I, well. I don't know if I've ever thought of the South. I have such a. Um, She's from the South. A I know you
1: were from growing the South.
2: up, inside. but Arkansas I was like Arkansas is a whole
1: other world.
2: Yes, I, that's that. Re- yeah, th- that felt very far. My friend
1: Shade is from Arkansas. He's actually my brother's friend. Shade. Shade Ryan. Yes, shout out to Shade Ryan. He's he's mm-hmm. a friend of my former friend of my brother's. Used to playstation all the time, and I and I or Xbox, and I would I knew him too, but he was from Arkansas. So he'd tell me all these weird weird freaking stories uh, that I've now forgotten. But I just know that it's a strange land.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, the other thing I really remember about Arkansas schools, besides the, you know, the, the states' rights stuff, is I had biology as my, or uh, natural science was my first period class in sixth grade. And our teacher would spend all the time before the bell talking to us about uh, creationism. Because oh, she was like a okay. really devout Baptist. But she couldn't teach that during the school day. So she would do it before the So she would like, the do it before, rang. and then the bell rang, and she's like, all right, well, now I'll talk about phases of the moon. And it was it was really strange. Wow. Yeah, and, and that was another thing where I went, I don't think that's right.
0: Did Do you have any memory of, I mean, clearly you're like a smart, progressive little child. Um, did you have any memory of other kids saying things like that, that you were like, um, you know, if you put some thought into it, that actually doesn't make any sense. Like, did you do you remember going to school with kids who were who said like the dinosaurs didn't exist and stuff like that?
2: I mean, there were definitely large swaths of very religious kids that I'm sure believe things like that and were into creationism and no dinosaurs and all of that.
0: And yeah. you you grew up so. Catholic? Yeah, yeah. Which must have been kind of weird in the South too. Yeah, well,
2: there's a lot of, you know, Roman Catholics in Texas, but in Arkansas, you know, I went to with the, the Wednesday night catechism classes, mm-hmm. you know, and I think there were only maybe six kids from my junior high who were there, and everyone else was pretty much Baptist or Mormon. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a huge Mormon population uh, in Arkansas,
0: which I never knew.
1: Nope. Yeah. I guess they got to hide somewhere. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> nothing <laughs> against Mormons. Nothing against Mormons. Uh, you know, you can...
0: They have a very successful musical. Yes, yeah, they, they do. do.
1: They do. And it's based on their book. Right. Of Mormonism. I, I want to know about the t-shirt that has the devil wings above the Smurf t-shirt.
2: Oh yeah, wait, which one is that? I have to see.
1: Um so it looks like Devil oh, Wings. Uh,
2: yes, that is that was my fish and ish. That was my freshman initiation. Uh, oh, freshman. okay. And it is actually it's the quest for the Holy fishbowl! I think so. It was it was uh, all Monty Python themed. That's that awesome! Year. Yeah, they were always themed. So that was uh, Monty Python themed. I remember we had to, like go on a quest and like. What do was your graduating stuff. class? Uh, I graduated with three.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So that was like around the internet when people were starting to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so.
2: It was my freshman year, so it was 1999. 2000.
1: That's so cool. Like, I don't know regionally, Monty Python didn't really infiltrate New Jersey strongly into like the mid aughts. I mean, I realized until Cablevision vision bought comedy central and brought it over somehow. Wow. Really? Yeah. So we didn't really have, like when I was in high school, it was rare to have any sort of Monty yeah. Python references. So that's so cool. I mean, I guess your television, that area, I'm just thinking in terms of local TV and stuff that you, yeah, had, I don't know. We were you all... were exposed to that.
2: Yeah. Well, I remember a lot of the seniors that year um, being really into like, I don't know, like very nerdy comedy, like a lot of the British comedies and Monty Python, and like you know old school Faulty yeah. Towers yeah. or Being That's great. And so, I remember from my senior learning a lot about that stuff. I and mean, getting really into comedy and weird stuff when I was working. on uh, that
0: was a precursor for your life in the future mm-hmm. of comedy and weird stuff. That's my life, or just
1: like living with Krebs. Just, yeah, just yeah. Him in your life. Oh, the best, the best. <laughs> oh, Krebs. Well,
0: I know that uh, you gotta get out of here. Oh and, shoot! Um, and continue to do the rest of your awesome life. Um, do you want to? Um, do you want to plug anything before I give you a, a present?
2: Um, let's see. Well, we already talked about Bloody Date Night, mm-hmm. which is the other podcast that I do with uh, my boyfriend Josh Krebs here in Atlantic Transmission, mm-hmm. and I do the Maximu Podcast, which is on theater and performance art in New York. Uh, we talked about the bitch seed actually recently. We did a comedy episode. So awesome. Thank you. And it guys. was awesome. And we're actually going to do a bloody date night live show oh! at, the, at the pit in October. We like just got it confirmed. Um, congratulations. Yeah, That's great. I'm excited to do that. It'll Excellent. Be our like one year anniversary nice. show of doing the show. And I think we're going to do Halloween too. That's I awesome. Think, that's a good one. I think that's one we're going to do. Awesome. Not sure if it's that or Nightmare on Elm Street too. It's going to be one of those. That series. one's
1: super kind of gay. October
2: 7th? Awesome. It's October 7th. But cool. Not,
1: not in like a high school. That's oh, it's gay. Like that movie has straight gay overtone, like homosexual I overtones.
2: Like, I, I think that one is the one that Josh made me watch once, but I was not very interested, but I remember thinking it was pretty gay. So I wonder if it's the same yeah. one. He like
1: spanks, <laughs> his, spanks the gym teacher with his claws. Oh. Like, it's, it's weird. Oh, it, yeah. man.
0: Yeah, That's going to be delicious. Like the ghost of Freddy <laughs> is
1: harbored inside of a young teen who's like really Whoa. in shape. And he's like, oh God, there's a guy. There's something inside of me. I'm afraid of. It's Oh man. Awesome. Lots to look forward so to maybe with that That, that, that might be the one night.
2: that we're doing. I don't know. Awesome. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited.
0: Well, <laughs> to, to send you off on your way here, um, uh, I have this ridiculous, um, wow. it's a barrette and it is the most like flouncy, silly. It's black with like yellow and purple things on it that looks like flowers or bananas. And its uh, I've had it in my possession since I was probably 10. I don't know if you're ever going to use it. It looks like it's from a sock hop.
2: I got to tell you, I had um, a huge hair bow collection when I was a kid. Because I was so much smaller than all the other kids, my mom would put really big hair bows in my hair so she could find me in a crowd. Ah, that's that's the higher the clever. hair, the closer the yeah, guy It was. was that, Richards. so she would put these like giant red hair bows on, on, in pigtails on the other side of my hair. Oh, had that's perfect. I really long hair, and so I just had these like, giant propeller bows, and that was how she could find me in a crowd. So this is, awesome. uh, oh, So it's close very to my fitting. heart. Yeah. Very
0: fitting. Well, <laughs> um... Liz Richards, thank you so much for oh God, sitting you in us. the bitch for me, guys. Seat. Um, we're gonna have to bring you back with your other blanket at some point. Okay, to talk yes. about other teachers. That's when we get
2: to talk about um college comedy. Yes, that's, that's what the other shirt is. Amazing the other
0: quilt is Ooh. amazing. Yes. Uh so check out check out bloody date night, you guys. Check out Maximu, super awesome and supportive. Um, our next live show with the bitch seat is September fourth at 8 p.m. at QED. For sure, we've got uh, Cambry Cruz on that show and Rebecca Vigil, as always. So uh, check that out. You can find us on Facebook at The Bitch Seat, Twitter at uh, at the underscore bitch underscore seat. Um, Please subscribe, tell your friends, iTunes, Google Play, thebitchseatpodcast.com, all that good stuff. And um, treasure what got you here, guys. That's it.
1: Have a have a great rest of your summer.
0: Goodbye.
1: I'm Ben. As always, I'm Paul. And we're from Juicy Reviews. We have a podcast where we like to talk and review movies, maybe bring on a wacky character from that movie, and always play some games. We like some games. I actually brought a clip, Paul. Wait, you brought a clip? I brought a clip. Can I listen? Yeah. I look mad young, right? Yeah, yeah. you look young in the movie. And, uh, I hooked up with a bunch of the young chicks at the movie. Oh, you know what? You know what? It's not illegal if you're a police officer. And, and, I and, believe it is. And this yeah. is something I wanted to bring up since you're here. Sure. Tell us about all the hookups on set. Oh, my God. Who's I'm, hooking up with who? Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, like, there's like these like Asian girls in the movie. Right. They put, I, the twins. I right? triple kissed them. Okay, um, a little triple kiss. Is is that, that way, kissed. you didn't get confused if it was Rachel or Rebecca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was like, or oh, whatever, and I triple kissed them. Was and was that offset or on camera, or and they got cut out, maybe, or? Oh, uh, I didn't do it on camera for sure. Okay. I would never, because I, you know, what I mean, that's I could get in a lot of trouble for that. The, I don't, I don't know how old they are. I can never tell with them. But uh, who else? Let me see, Cecily, the girl. Yeah. I chalked. I, I chalked her.
0: You chalked her? <laughs> what? I chalked what is, her. What is chalking?
1: That's when you kind of forcibly kiss someone.